The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's Wednesday, November the 5th at 7.30, and it's time for Dirt World with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much. Jack Smith back at the controls at RealRacingUSA.com. We thank you so much. We thank all of you that have taken time out of your Wednesday night to be with us on Dirt World. Another action-packed program for you, keeping with our promise earlier in the season, trying to bring you uh, a talent-packed program each and every Wednesday night, as Jack said, with my good friend Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt. Billy, good evening, my friend. Good evening, Joe Dirt. Good evening, Jack Smith. Good evening, Dirt World. You're exactly right, Joe Line Barrier. Man, what a huge show we got tonight. We have Friday night's winner of the Lids Off, the late Moss Boot Tackler Keller, the locomotive Johnny Collins will be joining us here in just a little bit. And then we have the Saturday night winner at the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series in Henry County, uh, Keith Nazib will be joining us. And then a little bit after 8 o'clock, or right around 8 o'clock, we'll have Saturday night's finale winner for the World of Outlaw Late Models at Lowe's Motor Seaway, Josh Richards. And final, finally tonight, the last guest will be the Bluegrass Bandit, your 2008 World of Outlaw Late Model Champion, Daryl Lanigan. From Union, Kentucky. Looking forward Union. to talking to the Bluegrass Bandit. Uh, talked to him earlier this week, as well as Josh Richards. Both of these guys quite excited about their appearance on Dirt World, but... Uh, I'll tell you, it was a huge weekend that we just wrapped up. The fall is uh, certainly here. Uh, the United Dirty Model Challenge Series will wrap up their 2008 campaign, which was a uh, uh, quite successful, if I might say so, at East Bay Raceway Park. I'll be there for that one. Looking forward to it. You guys made the trip to Cluiston, down the center portion of the state on Saturday night, down to Hendry County. And, Billy, you were quite impressed with that little racetrack. Yeah, I've never been there before, uh I mean, it was it was a little bit. Uh, it was neat. I mean, uh, reminded me a lot of a place a little bit north of Volusia, Putnam County Seaway. Reminded me a lot of that. Uh, could probably use a little bit more seating, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it mattered on Saturday. Most every seat was full, and uh, it was a big turnout and a uh, nice place. Nice little bull ring racetrack, uh, fairly well banked. But uh, once again, you see these red clays in Florida. Some of these red clay tracks. And, there's just nowhere to get the stuff here. It's more like a baseball-type play, and that stuff is so hard to work with that. We had a lot of problems working with it at Putnam, and uh, Saturday night was uh, was tough again. But uh, nice racetrack, nice little place. Uh, we didn't tear up any race cars. We had a good time and uh, had a good turnout. That's wonderful. Of course, we look forward to this weekend at uh, East Bay Raceway Park. You certainly know what uh, to expect at that little racetrack by the bay. So I look forward to that. Like I said, so many times I've been there, uh, but never been there when the lights are on and they're racing. So I am really looking forward to being a part of that one, man. Yeah, neat little place. Uh, like you said, this Saturday will be the last uh, race for United Dirt Lake Mall Champion or Lake Mall, United Dirt Lake Mall Challenge Series, and we will crown a champion Saturday night. And, uh, big things. Got a lot of big things set up for Saturday. Talked to Ken a couple times this week. Going to have a stage set up. It's going to be neat, man. And, and to, to join forces with the Ray Miller group one more time and uh, 
get all the cars with him and the guys that are in their point series. And uh, I think it's going to be neat. We we should be pushed well around the 60 car mark, and uh, if not, we should be close to it. Speaking of other action that uh, wrapped up this weekend, the Vault World Finals at the dirt track at Lowe's Motor Speedway for the uh, Advanced Auto Parts World of Outlaw Sprint Cars and, of course, the World of Outlaw Late Models. Uh, just a great event. Talking to Rick Eshelman earlier in the week, and uh, what can you say? This place was packed. It was another live broadcast on speed. Uh, things just couldn't have been better. Uh, talking about the track itself, when you and I went back in 2007, uh, a little disappointed in the track I was. I mean, now... Certainly, they're up against every factor that every other dirt track is up against. Weather, uh, is just everything that they had to, to contend with. But the track was smooth. Rick said it was very, very smooth. We didn't see that that cushion or that curb, I like to call it, uh, that was over like eight inches last year. That wasn't it wasn't a factor. But the, the racetrack was very smooth. But it did dust it over a little bit. A lot of dust flying around. But uh, just the weird thing about that is that's hidden on television. You would think television would you know, kind of really bring that out and, and, and highlight it. But TV, uh, you couldn't even tell. Well, you know, we talked about it last year uh, on the way home. And, uh, you know, Friday night last year they ran the, the sprint cars first. Well, the, stri- the sprint cars built a bigger cushion. So when they put, bring the late models out, the cushion was a little too deep. They never packed the cushion. And that's what you're talking about. If people understand it, you've never seen it. This was the first time they've ever ran sprint cars and these late models together. So it's, uh, I think they learned a lesson on Friday, but if you remember on Saturday night we were there last year, the track was beautiful. You know, they turned them around and they ran the sprint cars last, and it was complete, you know, it was, it was the racetrack was beautiful. This year they did it completely opposite. This year, Friday night, they ran the late malls first, and they ran them last, or, you know, vice versa. But I think they learned a lesson the first week, I mean, the first year there with the sprint cars and the late malls running together. And if you remember correctly, I think on the way home we talked about this is going to teach them a lesson. I mean, they turned over three cars in the first heat race yeah. last oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you got O'Neill flying up into the fence. You got Sleeper flipped over. Yeah. Yeah. This was all in the first heat. And I told you before, I mean, I told you when they finished up the sprint cars and they was rolling late malls out, and when they didn't pack the track, I looked at you and said, this is going to be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, this, this is, they're fishing, they're fishing yeah. to tear some stuff up yeah. right I've here. I've never seen anything like that. You know, that, that's, you know, you, people got to understand, you, you can have a cushion, but what good is a cushion if you can't race on it? You know, you have to race on it or be able to race through but if it's a foot and a half deep, you're asking for trouble, man. So, But I think they learned a lesson, and the racetrack was good. Like you said, they talked about the cameras. Now the cameras keep the dust down. But, you know, Lowe's, is a, if you've never been there, it's a beautiful facility. It's, it's a wonderful facility. And I think the way they do it, you know, they have the, all these water trucks that they use to pack the, the track with. And they've done a good job with that. It's a nice place. I mean, it's something, some place, if you've never been, it's a, it's a good place to go to. Other action that took place this weekend, uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, East Alabama Motor Speedway. The National 100, and the National 100, everybody, uh, you certainly know um, that the National 100 has been in place many, many, many more years than the Vault World Finals. Last year, uh, you know, we kind of looked at the fact that World Racing Group decided to go head-to-head with this event, and it worked out for all intents and purposes. And again, this season, it worked out because it does give the drivers, the Vault World Finals being a Saturday night program, gives all these drivers an opportunity to go to the big race on Sunday. It's a tough, grueling drive, but uh, another good event there. It was Jimmy Mars taking it to him. Yeah, but, you know, I still think that if they was to work on some kind of schedule together, that, that you would have more cars show up in Phoenix City. I mean, more guys would, would skip, you know. But we noticed, we witnessed last year. Last year we went there for the World Finals, and they're having the North-South shootout at Charlotte at yes. Concord. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Which that yep. got rearranged this year, so it didn't yeah. fall on the same weekends, yeah. but... 
You know, that I, I, made no sense whatsoever. I don't understand why they can't work together. I mean, what would be the difference in the World Finals running this Saturday? You, you know, know what you, I mean? You talk about that. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. You have the North South, which brings together super modifieds, uh, featherlight tour type modifieds. You, you go thirty minutes away, back to the dirt track at Lowe's. Not even maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah. You've got the World of Outlaws, Sprint Cars, and Late Models. Four of arguably the best series in short track racing in the country running against each other. Um, I think you're absolutely right if they could work that out. And they have. Yeah, they changed it this year. Yeah, I mean, but that just denied so many people. Yeah. And we're selfish, let's let's be honest. We want to see it all. I'm way past selfish. That's right. That's why we went there. But, uh, you know, it denied those fans uh, an opportunity to see all four of those series. But I think that it, I know Phoenix City has been been there for the longest time with the national. But I think sooner or later, if they're going to continue to run this World Finals on top of you, I think you got to do something different because you got to figure it's probably cost you. I mean, they had 80 cars at Lowe's, so even if half of them went, you're you're talking about 40 race cars that cost you. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. I don't understand how some some. I mean. Some people say, well, I'll put up the third. Okay, well, let's do this. The National next year ought to pay fifty or 60000 and see how many really come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. And, and they don't, you know, we both said the same thing last year that, you know, Dirt Motorsports, we thought might have put this on top of them. And then we got there and we had the deal at Concord, me and you went to, to the, to the Motorsports Park there. And uh, the asphalt deal, and we was like, this thing good. I mean, but both places were still packed. So they got through it, I guess. Latest edition of Dirt Late Model was in my mailbox this afternoon. And... I urge everybody to get a copy of this. Uh, Billy was perusing through this before the program tonight. And in the center, the highlighted story, page number 67, uh, a nice, nice story on Dean Miracle. Dean Miracle, of course, very instrumental during the Dirt Car Nationals uh, over the past several years when Dick Murphy owned Volusia Speedway Park, uh, literally running the entire program, and he did a good job. And I think Dick put him in place simply because of his rapport with the drivers. I mean, Dean's well-known, well-respected throughout the country. Uh, as we all know, when Dean did leave Volusia a couple seasons ago, uh, started his own late model series, the Independent Racing Series, the IRS, if you will. He had some relative success. Nonetheless, he sold that. He's purchased a racetrack, and that dirt late model has dug him up. It's a nice story on Dean Miracle. Dean Miracle was a wonderful guy. and he, uh, He'd help everybody. I remember when Dean would come for dirt car nationals what we know back then is uh race weeks uh, yeah that's it man winter nationals yeah winter nationals and he would come and he would pretty much run the whole show and uh, you know you're right it's the report that he has with the drivers and he uh they every one of them like him and, the, and you know when he first when they first started this world of outlaw late model series he was a part of it yeah he sure was yeah, he was uh he was a big part of it he helped them with it and uh this is when Boundless uh, right. started it. And a lot of people don't realize, but when this, this whole situation was started, uh, Scott Bloomquist, is, that, that that dirty dozen is actually belongs to him. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and Dean was in, instrumental in that situation, too. But Dean Miracle's been around racing a long time, and, and you're exactly right. He had a series. He sold his series this year, and he is leasing or uh, purchasing a racetrack in Ohio. And it's good to see Dean settle down some. We've seen him go through some health problems, but... Uh, Good to see he's doing good. We're using uh, Jeff Miracle out of Volusia Speedway Park. He is uh, a very instrumental part of our race program each and every Saturday night, and now he has kind of uh, spread himself out to Ocala on Friday nights. Been I got, down the pace truck. Yeah, course. man, I got the opportunity Friday night to, to kind of hang out, relax, not worry about working, just be a fan. And uh, 
to ride around that pace track with or pace truck with Jeff. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that evening, man. I really did. Yeah, Friday night was a was a good time. Um, you know, uh, didn't have as many kids as we'd like to have, and um, a little upset at the late model clan for a lot of guys not bringing their cars out for the trigger treat deal, and they kept saying they didn't think they'd have enough time. And, you know, we make time for you if you make time for us. You know, and I'm not saying that we did anything wrong in the program, but you know, that's how it works. I mean, we they should have brought their cars out and helped us some. We had five late model guys come out, and I know like Johnny, who's a guest on our show tonight, he didn't bring his car out, but he came out there and stood with him and his wife, and they stood there and handed out them train whistles and stuff. So it was a good time by all. I mean, we had uh, what we had there. We had a great time, and the kids all had a blast. I tell you, we throwed away a lot of candy when it was over. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Hey, getting back to Dean Miracle, just kind of going through this, thumbing through the article, uh, that, of course, is Waynesville Speedway in Ohio that he has purchased and uh, 2009 looking pretty good. He will bring back dirt late models to that racetrack, so uh, he'll be burning the candle at both ends like always, but it's certainly not the first time he's done that. But uh, pick up the dirt late model if you get an opportunity. Uh, great publication each and every month. Is that a free commercial for dirt late model? Well, I, it should be because I get a free subscription because... Uh, Frank Robinson with Frank's newsstand. He comes down, part of the publishing company. Then give Frank's newsstand a free. Don't give it to Dirt. Yeah. It's Dirt late model. Give it to Frank. Uh, well, I got to thank him for sure. And uh, I mean, don't uh, what you what what up? I mean, this uh, is something I look forward to. Stop throwing out all these free commercials, man. Oh, man. I know. We, yeah, we we got to start getting some revenue in the Dirt world. world, dude. Hey, speaking of revenue, it's free for you to email us here on Dirt World, and you can do that simply by emailing us at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. That's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. If you perhaps have a question or comment for maybe Johnny Collins coming up here very shortly, Keith Nosvich, uh, Josh Richards, or Daryl Lanigan, great way to do that, folks. If uh, you want us to kick you a free commercial. And we would gladly do that. You know, I was talking to BJ Friday night on the front stretch, and I just thanked him for, for you know being a, a part of the program and you know emailing us once in a while and he said, you know, Joe, I think i got to be careful what I email because it sounds like you'll read absolutely anything. <laughs> and he's exactly right. So you might catch me tonight, folks. Just email us at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. I don't know what you got going on with that computer, man. You I just, think I do a pretty good job right, over here with you it. just rattle off everything that they say. Yeah. I do. I, I don't proofread it. I read it cold. You know, they call me one-take Joe. That's what they call me in the studio when I do a commercial. You want to do another free commercial before we go to break? My pleasure. Go ahead. Well, who do you want it to be for? <laughs> you tell hey, me. You know, speaking of the personal thing, I got a new dog. Angels Have Whiskers. Here's the free plug. It's another free commercial. Angels Have Whiskers is a rescue society, and uh, Cherie and the gang, Dana and everybody, they bring six or eight dogs out when we raise at Volusia. These dogs, of course, have been rescued from on the side of the road, unwanted pets or what have you. They're well taken care of. And each and every one of these dogs, regardless of the breed, their disposition is amazing. Cherie's been bringing these dogs out for about six months now. Well, Saturday night during the Monster Truck Show, I see them setting up their cages down there and preparing to announce, hey, folks, go out, take a look at the dogs, you know, and, and be a hero to one of these animals. But here comes this sawed-off, long-bodied, gene pool-problemed animal walking through the parking lot. And I looked. I'm, I'm outside, and I said, you know, I've got to see this dog. I, I don't know whose it is. I thought it was a fan's dog. But I had already committed myself to going down those steps and petting that dog. It was the most unique, interesting-looking creature I've ever seen. 
figured out it was Cherie bringing that dog in, putting her, putting him into a crate. Well, we have adopted Fred. Fred looks like a black Labrador, purebred, that has literally been hacked off uh, right around the knees. He's kind of short. Why couldn't you name him Dirt? He was already named. Oh, okay. You know, he kind Who of... Who named him? Yeah. I guess they did. Angels had whiskers? Yeah, I That's think That's a free did. plug. The next time I say their name, it's going to cost them. <laughs> That's right. But they do good work. I'll tell you, you know, the story behind Fred is an interesting one, but uh, I just figured what's another one. Speaking of doing good work right after this break, the man who's worked his can off this year and picked up a lot of wins, the locomotive out of Jacksonville, Johnny Collins. We'll be right back, everybody. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon. Check it out. United Dirt Late Models. Com, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. And welcome back to uh, Dirt World with uh, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Thank you so much, and welcome back, everybody, here on RealRacingUSA.com for our uh, weekly installment of our Dirt Motorsports talk show, Dirt World, right here. And, uh, folks, just want to remind everybody, you can chime in if you want to ask one of our guests a question tonight, dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Or if you love the show so much, you get to work tomorrow. Maybe if you're not working, maybe later tonight. These are archived programs, and all you have to do is go to dirtworldracing.com, click on the listen button, and, man, you can hear us 24-7. Remember one thing, there will be no more free commercials after the first break. <laughs> Every commercial after that is going to cost you. You know, you say that with such authority, you need to go sell some time. Come on. I was just kidding, whatever. You know, hey, uh, young man. I have to be serious now. we got to go. Yeah, a uh, young man is certainly is not kidding in 2008 and certainly uh, showed his talent in, a, in an amazing showcase on Friday night. Checking in from Jacksonville, Florida, the driver of the Fickley Construction, number five, it's the locomotive, Johnny Collins. Johnny, thank you for being with us, young man. No problem, man. Appreciate you having me. 
really a pleasure talking off the air just a moment ago. A lot of people, including myself, have had fun with the, lick, the nickname the Locomotive. <laughs> of course, working for the railroad. Well, Billy Osborne's uh, stature in local motor sports is continuing to gain popularity, and now he calls himself uh, perhaps the only thing that can stop a locomotive. Patience. <laughs> That's a little yeah. joke me and Johnny have. Uh, I called him up one time. We were trying to touch base with each other, and I called him up. I said, this is the third time I've called. I'm not leaving any more emails, but this is the train station. This is where the train needs to stop. So you <laughs> stop, give me a call. And uh, Very from, nice. from then on, it's been a pretty good joke. And, uh, yeah. man, like you said, Joe, I mean, somebody who hadn't been joking around this year is Johnny. And Johnny's had a wonderful year, and he picked up a big win Friday night at the lids off the late balls. We tackled Ocala, and it was just a pleasure to host them guys there. And for, for Johnny to pick it up is no surprise. I mean, Johnny, talk about it a little bit. Oh man, it wasn't uh, it wasn't handed to me by no means. It was oh no, be, it was going to be a good race. Uh, I think between me, Mark, and Ivan, and if there had been a caution there at the later stages, uh, Ivan would have gave me a handful. There's, there's no question there. But uh, with Mark getting caught up in lap traffic, it, it it made it a little easier for me. I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, you know, it was a good night. We um, we drew a high field start to tell, and uh, the car, you know, we, we were dead on and uh, come to the front and battled with Mark Hurley. So. I felt real confident early on in the night that we were we were going to be good in the evening. Johnny, back up just a little bit. The first five laps, it was that number 38, Patrick Williams. Yeah. It was unreal what he was able to accomplish. And I say this not only from being in the infield watching him, but when he broke and got out of that race car, he continued to talk to me uh, during the event. He said it's perhaps the best race car he's ever had. Did you? Was it too early to see how good he was? Because I know he was certainly a factor. Well, he was definitely, definitely fast, like I say, um, you know, in that early in the race, first few laps like that, I mean, the track was going to get slick, and that's, that's where I was really, you know, waiting to see uh, what was going to happen with Mark, and, and then as well for him, and, you know, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know what was going to happen. I seen two cars ahead of me, and all I could see was, was trying to figure out a way around them. Absolutely. Ocala has certainly been good to you, a good little racetrack, but... Johnny, I say this in Victory Lane each and every time I do interview you. You're able to accomplish these things with your driving ability just about at any racetrack you go to. I mean, just the the, the way you guys have this program designed and, and, and just what's happened this season, I don't feel I've ever – I know I've never seen anything like it in local motorsports, and, and it, it, it's just amazing. And I know it's not just one thing that you can say, you know, why you, you did so well this season – it's everything. It's every component that makes that race team and you as good as you are. But, man, to do that at Ocala, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, you got to thank the man upstairs. I, I guess I had a few angels riding with me on that one. Uh, you know, like I say, just, just going through lap traffic alone and uh, then preparation getting there. Uh, you know, there's nobody, one person on that team that works harder than anybody else. I mean, we all put a lot of hours in, just like any, everybody that's there does. Uh, there's not a car there that don't put the hours in, but you know, I got a real dedicated crew, real dedicated family, and of course, it makes it look and appear a lot easier than what it is. But um, it, it's it, everything's just played right into to my hands this year. I've, I can't complain one bit about how things have turned out throughout the year. I think I've only had maybe three or four bad runs this year. Um, you know, one at Brunswick and one I went to Alabama, um, busted a arm and. It's only—it's been a handful of bad runs, and to go all year like that—that's—I mean—that's—that's that's a real good year. I can't—I can't express, you know, Johnny, it, everybody. It could have been a huge payoff for you this weekend, picking up the win 
Friday night, a uh, cool $3,000. And then, of course, I know you were confident, and I know you were kind of riding that wave heading south to Hendry County. You could have went home with uh, adding the $500 bonus with about $10,500. Talk about Saturday night, man. What happened? I saw the results. No, when I saw the results Sunday morning, I, I, I got to tell you, I was very surprised. Yeah, I mean, uh, the track conditions was uh, a little rough, we'll say, for everybody. But, uh, you know, at one point we were charging to the front, and uh, the next point you hit a series of holes wrong, and, and you was backing up. I mean, it was just, um, you know, who held their line right. And, and, of course, at the end of the race, well, I misjudged it and started sliding backwards. There's nobody to blame but myself there. Uh, we had that caution, and I got off my rhythm, you know. Like I said, I lost my line, and uh, it, it happens, and yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> You know, we were talking off the air before we came on about how many wins, and you don't know, and I can't guess. Um, but I can tell you that I know, I mean, just from some of the big shows that you won, you won the Thompson Memorial at Volusia. We had a 3,000 win race at Volusia. You won it. Friday night's win. I know you picked up a couple of Ken Kenny. You won the asphalt race at Punta Gorda. Uh, and I guess uh, Jack Smith was telling us that's a big big deal in the Circle Track magazine this month. Yep. So. But uh, you know, it's, like you said, it's been a good year. But you also you also hit the nail on the head, then in victory lane, you take them while you get them because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And but, man, that's that's the key right there. I mean, you know, a good wave and a good run. You look at Shane earlier in this year; he could not be stopped. Right. And you know, and it, it just had a, a wave of bad luck right now. Um, I don't know what the deal was with the car he was driving, but he don't have it now. And, and you look; he's he's been struggling a little bit trying to find that that you know feel he's been, he had earlier this year. And, um, you know, I, right now I have a car that's the same, same year car as what I was driving for Terry. So it's really easy, you know, transferring all our notes back and forth. The cars work real good, identical. Um, you know, so it was an easy transaction midway through the year for me on that. Um, with the notes, like I say, from a year and a half of running that year car. So, you know, it's, it was, it, I, I can't take all the credit. I mean, Think about it. Me and Terry did do a lot of testing the year before uh, with that car that, that a lot of people had problems with, and um, you know the 06 uh, chassis. And now it's still the same 06 chassis I'm running now. I don't want a new one. As a matter of fact, I'm looking in the paper every day now to find somebody with a, a low race, low <laughs> low mileage. I guess you could say 06 very right chassis because I just fell in love with it. Right. Wow. So you can certainly tell a difference. Of course, you talked about your relationship with Terry Wright. You know, a lot of testing that you did last season. And I want to back up to, uh, of course, your relationship with the Shelters. I mean, kind of teaming up with him early on several years ago. Uh, yep. Johnny, just, you know, Patrick was, you know, he is certainly on the career track and now obviously in the ARCA Remax series. And, you know, they gave him every single resource he could possibly have. I know you guys had a good relationship, but, oh, I mean, yeah. frankly, you did not enjoy the success when you were with them. And, of course, with Terry Rye, you got much better and now on your own just seem to be shining just so bright does that give you uh, does that just kind of kind of warm you up a little <laughs> bit to say you, you know where i'm going with this johnny to try to put it you know correctly yeah. here I, I don't know how you put it correctly but yeah it it means a lot to me uh you know just actually you know backing up it means a lot being a part of that that team there and that uh you know they gave me a chance to help them and uh, i feel that i helped them in the step that that we were in at the time and once he completed that level, and then, of course, he moved on. And, you know, hell, I was I was uh, proud to, to be a part of that. And, um, you know, things me and Terry done this past year, and, uh, you know, you can't complain. I mean, anytime anybody offers you a little bit of help, 
or as much as I've gotten over the last five years between different you know people, you got to appreciate every minute of it because you know they don't have to do it, and uh, this sport's getting harder and harder to uh, to stay in it, and it's something you know a lot of us love, and man, I'd rather do it than anything else. So I'm gonna do what I can to, to appreciate it and be very thankful uh, when I do uh, get the help. Last week we had a gentleman on the phone with us, and uh, he thanked you tremendously. <laughs> Larry Burkett. Uh, yes, sir. Everywhere I see you guys go, you go together. He came in the tower Friday night and said, hey, just want to say hey. He was there watching you run. And, uh, man, he just praised you last week. So, or last week he just praised you. And when you talk about going and helping people, I think it's starting to, to show up now that, that you're helping people. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Where, where everybody's giving you help, you're, you're not afraid to turn, you know, what comes around goes around. But, you know, um, that, that's a good relationship there with Birkins and Murray and them guys, isn't it? Oh yeah, it, it, you know that's that's the best friends that uh <laughs> that that's really become over the last year. That man, it's like we've known each other for for fifteen, twenty years or better. But uh, that's a good group of guys. And talking about just helping people, you know, when I started racing, I didn't know nothing, just like anybody else. And people helped me. Um, and where I'm at now, I'm not the best by no means, but I think I got a pretty good handle on things, an idea of the way things are supposed to work. So. When people approach me for a little help, and my hat's off because, you know, like I say, I started on the bottom myself. So if somebody has enough courage to come up to you and ask you for some help, I'm going to give them the straightest answer I can. That's you know, I'd rather have more competition out there, you know, than a guy going home disappointed and, and somebody lying to him, you know, when they go ask him a question on chassis. And that happened more times than you can believe. And I, I'm not like that, you know. And if I can give back in any way, and that's what I try to do, you know, just be talking honest, straight up with the guys. Talking about it last week or two weeks ago, last time the late Miles ran at Ocala, talking about when you guys ran the asphalt race down at Punta Gorda, Billy Costello was telling me how you helped him a lot. He looked up, he was underneath his car helping him, trying to oh, get yeah. it dialed in for him. And I told him, flat out, that's the type of guy that Johnny is, and I think everybody understands that now. But, you know, Friday night at Ocala, I looked up, Carla's up on the top. Mom's up on the top. They decorated the back top of the hauler. Had <laughs> spiders and cobwebs. They were all into it. Yeah, they were excited about that. They done a great job. Yeah, look really. I see them taking pictures of it too. Well, they should have stood you up there and took pictures of it. Out there next to <laughs> Johnny, you got any more of them train whistles left? You gave the kids. I sure do. I'm gonna need <laughs> to get one of them. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. Yeah, I was uh, a little worried that the parents was going to really hate me on the ride home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I turned around and listened there at one point. There wasn't nothing but whistles going off. I said, that's great right there. That yeah. is all nice. Whistles. Somebody was, was those, those are the bubble ones? Well, I, I had both. Uh, we gave yeah. away both. So. There bubbles all down the straightaway. <laughs> Johnny, 2009, uh, you're going to enjoy a little bit of an uh, off season, kind of sprinkle in a couple of events, but uh, talk about next season. I know you guys are thinking about it. Well, we're thinking about it, and right now I'm trying to, um, you know, see if I can get a little sponsor help like everybody else on the off season, and kind of pinpoint what the, the budget allows us to do. Uh, I, I imagine um, we'll shoot for the, the Ken Kenny and, and the Rage deal uh, again, like we've pretty much done this year. But um, right this minute, just trying to focus on maybe trying to find a little sponsor help and, and just pinpoint a dollar. Anything we can do on this side uh, from this. Uh uh, you know, side of the industry, just let us know and gladly go to dirtworldracing.com, Johnny, for an archive of uh, this program tomorrow and uh, burn it onto a CD, whatever you need to do, and uh, be a good resource to uh, perhaps give a potential sponsor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they, when they find out that you have the, the radio shows, the shows like 
you know, and, and what we do, I think, at the racetrack for, for the kids that were, you know, like this past weekend, I mean, that's got to help, um, you know, give them back to them because think about it, that's our next future, you know, so. Exactly right. And, and it don't hurt when they see the car sitting in victory lane with a nice over either, but. <laughs> that helps a little bit. <laughs> but, Johnny, I'll tell you what, man, as always, just a, a great interview, uh, giving us good insight of uh, what happens behind the uh, – in the driver's compartment of that number five car, and we thank you so much for being with us tonight, man. Oh, man, appreciate it. Hey, good right, luck buddy. this weekend, bud. I know it's a big right. weekend for you. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. We uh, we got to do everything we can and do my, my end. I think I'll cover it just if I get a little luck going my way. We'll be okay, but uh, you never know how it's going to shake out. It'll be interesting. We'll see you down there, my man. All right. All Thanks, right. buddy. Johnny Collins. Get pretty good. Not, not only a driving, but on the radio program. Johnny's been good for a long time. Uh, I think things just started to come together for him here at the end. And, and, and you look around and you watch these things go down, and he's smiling. Yeah. His whole family smiling. His yes, dad indeed. smiling. Carlos yep. smiling. Everybody's smiling. And yeah, don't get wrong, it helps when you're winning, but I think it helps when you're running good. Yep. And they got himself a chemistry. Yes, they you know, do. when you start working for somebody, you start driving for somebody, and you have to perform. You know, this deal right here, don't get me wrong, he has to perform to keep it going. But you know what, dude? It's, it's like a family deal. Man. And Billy, he does this with style. Oh yeah, he, there is style behind the wheel of a race car. Johnny's and you one, can see it. Johnny's one know? of the better ones around, man. I mean, you, Johnny is—he is one of the better late model drivers. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if he had a super late model ride, he could be good in that too. But you have to set him down in a super that has a chance. You can't set him down to something and say, "Take me to the front." When it, you know, but you know, I, I think. Um, this is a big weekend for Johnny Collins. Uh, you know, I, I don't keep up with points deal, but I believe he's leading the United Dirt Late Mall Challenge Series by a little bit. So, and, uh, and he could get himself a championship this weekend. And you know, I know he's already been a National Late Mall champion. And you know, to, to if he could top it up this week, you know, more power to him. And wish him all the best of luck. Still to come on the program tonight, uh, of course. When we come back from a quick break, Keith Nosbich. Uh, of course, don't forget, Kid Rocket will be on with us. Winner of the Vault World Finals at the Dirt Track at Lowe's. Josh Richards, and of course, 2008 World of Outlaws Late Model Champion, the Bluegrass Bandit from Union, Kentucky, Daryl Lanigan. Before we go to the break, Lenny has checked in from Gainesville. Now, Lenny went to the Vault World Finals. You know, he's not going to miss that. Big Terry McCarl fan. Helps Terry on the race car. Something I didn't know, but uh, Terry lost his brother, Tommy, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Terry McCarl, folks, as you know, was on the uh, uh, inaugural um, program for Dirt World here. It was really a pleasure to have Terry but uh, he lost his brother Tommy on Sunday. He was unable to attend the banquet. When he did go to the banquet, and uh, Tommy'd been sick for quite some time. And uh, of course, Terry McCall ran third on Friday night. He was able to salvage a top ten Saturday night by finishing eighth, and finished eighth in the points, only one point behind Craig Delansky, the crowd pleaser, who will of course be a teammate to Joey Saldana next season. Uh, Lenny's looking forward to 2009 All Tell Dirt Car Nationals in February at Volusia Speedway Park. Lenny, thanks for checking in. Extreme Racing, we know you're listening. Thank you as well. We'll be right back with Keith Nosich.
Dirt World. You wanted the best. You got them for a breast. Often imitated, never duplicated. The greatest show on dirt. The advanced auto parts world of outlaws. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. This is Roger Krause, driver of number 32 late model, and you're listening to Inside Florida Racing. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Let's get back to dirt with Joe and Billy. Welcome back to Dirt World. It is November the 5th, and as we promised you, a huge show. We just got off the phone with Friday night's winner, the lids off the late model spectacular of Ocala, Johnny Collins. And as we promised you, Saturday night's United Dirt Late Model Challenge, Kim Allen Memorial winner, Keith Nosby. Keith, welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, how you doing, Billy? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, doing right? great. You're at the shot working on the car. You're getting ready to go for this week. This is a big week. This is the last points race for United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series, and you picked up a big win Saturday night, 7,000 win. Talk about it a little bit. Yeah, that uh, win down there at uh, New Henry was really good. Uh, it really picked us up as a team. We've, we've been gaining on them all year long, uh, like Johnny and Whitener and, and, and them guys, uh, but we haven't been to a lot of them racetracks, and now we're starting to go back to a few of them, and you know, I think we really picked up our program. Now you got some notes to kind of look at and say, now this is what happened last time. But, uh, Keith, to, to be able to accomplish that at New Hendry County, I mean, talking to Johnny on the track conditions, they were uh, uh, a little challenging at best. But, uh, obviously, that, that little bull ring suited your driving stuff. Well, I had a new crew down there with me. My, my original crew went hunting and everything, and uh, I had two guys that run a limited. In fact, it's uh, Doug and Keith's the name. And... Uh, in fact, Doug's going to buy that car at the end of the year from me, and we'll put a crate motor in it for him and stuff, and he's going to start running late model stuff. And I was talking to them before the race, and I said, you know, if we can just, whoever can stay on the bottom of this way and stay out of them holes for 50 laps, they said, that's the guy that's going to be sitting in the winner's circle. And we pretty much accomplished that, except for that one little run-in with a lap car, but, you know, that was going to happen probably with anybody. You know, you talk about... Uh going to these different places well this weekend we're going to go to your what i consider your home track i could be wrong but last time we were at east bay last month you were the fast qualifier as you were this past week as well you had a good car at east bay last time we were there so you know this could be a back-to-back deal here but yeah we're, we're hoping uh we continue on like we was down there uh like you said we were fast time the last time we were down there i think we've been you know, I was 14 or, or, well, I don't know. I think they've only time tried like 10 or 12 shows. We've actually been fast time, I think, like five times. So right. we've been good qualifying. We, you know, we've made it through every race through the heat race. We haven't been running in counties this year, which is phenomenal for being a racetrack we've never been to before. And 
I'm really looking forward to next year with with, with Ken Series, uh, what he's done for our class and for all of us guys that race in Florida and Georgia. I mean, it's it, you know we couldn't dream of running for these purses and stuff we're going for, and then go to East Bay for five thousand dollars this coming Saturday night. I'm looking forward to being right up front again. And last time we were there, I missed on tires a little bit, and I think we're a little smarter right now than we were then. Yeah, no, the last time we were there, I believe you were fast qualifier, and I think you started up front, but I, I think that's what you said when the race was over. You had just missed on tires a little bit. You know, also, too, when you guys were there last time, you had a, you guys had another driver that was driving one of your other cars or driving your other brother's car, uh, Doug Horton. Is he supposed to be there this week as well? Yeah, I think he's coming down. I'm going to drive for him this week. And then uh, Tony Payne's bringing in uh, Randy Cordy. And he's, uh, King Kong yeah, yeah, he's a professional up there in Indi- Indianapolis or Indiana okay. area. And uh, so it's going to be quite a race, I think, this week. I, you know, I expect them to have a pretty good car count. They kind of flip flopped on the rules a little bit, and now we can only run Hoosiers only. And last week when, when I won, I was on American Racers, and I think it was the first victory for them guys okay. and, wow. uh, in that series. So now this week we're Hoosiers only, so we, we're scrambling to get tires right now. Wow. Uh, talk about the availability. Are you having a problem getting them, uh, Keith, or you just got to go get them? No, no. The, the East Bay actually had some shipped in, so you know we have to get some from them because okay. it's too late to you know to order any from you know anybody else's store. Keith, certainly, certainly tires win races. I mean, that's no secret. We know that the right choices are, uh, in fact, the difference between winning and uh, finishing. Uh, you know, outside victory lane. But can you tell a difference versus the American racers uh, and the Hoosiers? Can you tell as a driver? Well, what I can see the difference in the tires is the the sidewalls on the American Racers are a little bit softer, so you've got to run a little bit different spring combination. And when we go to the Hoosiers, they seem like they're a little bit stiffer, so we you know we got to go a little softer on the spring on that. So other than that, I mean they're not too far off. I mean I I I enjoy dealing with the people in American Racers, Jimmy Smith and Allen and them guys. And uh, they just treated me phenomenal all year. We ran their stuff at the Lucas Oil races when we were down there. So, I mean, and, we, you know, we won, a, we won that uh, Nesbish Great National Race down there in February on their tires. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had good luck with them, and I, like, and I like working with them and stuff. But, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever series you go to, if they got a certain tire or track's got a certain tire or brand that they want to run, I mean, you just got to accommodate that and, now this, and go uh, with it. This, this tire rule, this tire deal is an is a East Bay deal, correct? I mean, is a, because the East Bay is a Hoosier track, is that is that the, 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 the word there, or? Well, that's what I'm understanding. I mean, yeah. I really, I, I really can't figure that out because the last time we were there, we could run American Racers and we could run Hoosiers. Right. When we were there with the Lucas Oil, we could run both brands. When we were there with the Nesbitt Chevrolet Crate uh, Racers, yeah. you know, we could run both brands. Now all of a sudden, just this race, and I was, I was all set up with tires. You know, I, I had a new set saved back for for this week at East Bay, and uh, you know, it was all set. Now I had to scramble and go get some tires. So, but we'll be all right. I mean, it's just. One of them deals, you got to deal with it every time you go somewhere. Keith, we always got to talk about the uh, other side of this, of course, uh, the support that you get from uh, 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 Bubba. And I uh, talked off air, and uh, Bubba the Love Sponge, he will, in fact, be there uh, perhaps helping you out on the race car. That relationship continues to develop, and it's quite good. Uh, uh, things pretty much status quo for 2009. Yeah, I think me and Bubba are going to be together next year, uh, as far as I'm, as far as I've heard and everything, and I've talked with him, and you know, Miller Lite's still going to be on board, and Hooters going to be on board, and uh, hopefully uh, Supreme Protein, which is, is a energy bar that they produce. And 
you know, we got Tommy's towing, uh, Ziegler Race Engines uh, building their motors for us now, and then uh, we got Tidwell Pools, uh, Adams Hughes Auto Parts. I mean, we've, we got the car store over in Staffner, which on uh, November 15th, they're doing a grand opening over there, and we're going to have the car on display, and I believe Bubba's going to be there, you know, signing autographs and stuff and giving away some uh, merchandise. Nice. Stickers. And when we were down there in New Henry, we handed out Bubba Army stickers to all the fans that came out of the grandstand. So that was nice. Save me one of them for Saturday night. I got to get one of them. Oh, I got a whole bunch of them. So okay. you just come down and maybe I'll give you guys some to hand out in the stands or something up there. I'd love it, man. It's certainly going to be a pleasure. Well, well Keith, man, always uh, great to have you on Dirt World. We had you uh, about a month ago, you and your brother, and it was just wonderful to have you guys. But uh, always a, a great interview, and we thank you for taking time out of your your night to be with us here on Dirt World, man, and uh, all the luck on Saturday, and we'll certainly come down and shake your hand. All right, buddy. I hope uh, I hope I get to talk to you next uh, Wednesday. Yes, sir. Very well. Very well. Thank you, Keith. All right, buddy. Saturday, buddy. Bye-bye. Right. Driving the 101 Miller Lite Hooters sponsored effort, and uh, a big night nice Saturday night. Now he'll look to follow that up with uh, perhaps uh, back-to-back win at East Bay, and if there's any track he can do it, it is certainly the little track by the bay. Keith Nosbick is one of your better late model racers in the state of Florida. He's been around a long time. I want to say he's one of only state of Florida drivers to ever win a super late model show during uh, Winter Nationals at East Bay, and that says a lot right there. Oh, uh, yeah. I keep bringing up uh, Putnam County Speedway. A couple years ago we were there. We had a run what you brung deal, and he showed up without a car, without sideboards or anything, and ran second. And uh, That's the first time I ever got to meet the Nosbicks and the it's, it's they're good people and, and they have a great relationship uh, with with Bubba Love Sponge for what they have going for them and like he said for next year they're going to probably run the full Ken deal and I'm sure looking forward to that so Definitely. great group of guys there they uh, they uh, the, the Nosbicks owns uh, they own Adams Auto Adams uh, use auto parts over in Tampa I deal with them a lot with use auto parts but uh, great group of guys there right there very well it is quarter past. The eight o'clock hour, and uh, we're running just a little, a little late for a kid yes, to be up. It is. We are going to uh, uh, kind of make up some of this time, give Jack an opportunity to get Kid Rocket on the line. Wait, better hurry up. Purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brakeman. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calipers are the only calipers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Bumper Sticker Writer. Mr. Bumper Sticker Writer. Never has one man written so much for so many. 
Without you, the world may never have known you can't hug with nuclear arms. And just like you, I too would rather be fishing, or square dancing, or even shopping. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. You said it, brother. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh bar to the bumper. Thanks to you, I know it's perfectly all right to honk if I'm horny. Honk, honk, beep, beep, honk. Bud Light beer at Isaacbush, St. Louis, Missouri. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. It is time to get back to the guys who put the dirt on the dog, Joe uh, Dirt and Billy the Kid. Absolutely. Great to be back with you here on Dirt World for our Wednesday night motorsports uh, program on RealRacingUSA.com. Don't forget, folks, if you got a question for uh, any of our guests tonight, you can email us at DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. Just a quick hello to uh, uh, go over to the Lone Star State, my good buddy Dana Carter. He's listening out in Houston. So, Dana... Wanted to know when we were going to have Tony Stewart on, Dana. I'm going to try to get hey. smoke for you next Wednesday night. How's that sound? Maybe this gentleman on the phone could help. That's exactly right. And with his relationship with Tony Stewart Motorsports, a little-known fact, this young man actually crew chiefs that late model for Tony Stewart. We'll talk about that. With us, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, the winner of the 2008 Vault World Finals for the World of Outlaws late models. Check it in from Shinston, West Virginia. The Super Cap Ranch is number one, the Rocket House Car. Here's Kid Rocket, Josh Richards. Josh, good evening, sir. Oh, good evening to you, too. Really appreciate you taking a few minutes to be with us tonight. Josh, 2008, let's start at Volusia Speedway Park. You are obviously the bookend of the World of Outlaws Late Models, winning the season opener there at Volusia, and then final uh, wrapping the season finale up at the dirt track at Lowe's Motor Speedway. Uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was definitely an exciting year. We uh, were able to wrap up uh, 11 wins total. Uh, you know, six more of outlaw wins. So um, you know, we were we were in contention to win quite a few other races this year. You know, we just you know sometimes you know we just you know either break or something like that. But it, I mean, to get eleven wins, <laughs> it's definitely a huge accomplishment for me this year. And, and Josh, you know, we've watched your career because, for all intents and purposes, I mean, Billy and I have been out of Volusia Speedway many, many years, and uh, we saw your early runs uh, driving the. Uh, that number one car and, you know, the excitement uh, surrounding that race team, certainly uh, the pride that your father had putting you on the racetrack uh, after, uh, you know, a, a lot of development. It was really evident to see that, that you were certainly going to succeed in this sport. Uh, here in your, I guess this would be your third uh, true year driving for the world of outlaws, you, you feel this, the, the accomplishments are pretty much right on time or do you feel uh, that uh, perhaps uh, you maybe have wanted things to happen a little sooner? Um, you know, it's uh, everything's been going actually really fast. I wasn't I wasn't expecting to to win this many outlaw races. You know, since we started, I'm, I remember the first win took forever. It seemed like you know to finally get an outlaw win, but uh, we were able to get it the uh, our rookie year in 2005, and uh, we've accumulated 12 since then. I mean, third or 12 total, and uh, I mean just to, to do that is just you know, I can't. It seems like I just, I just got my driver's license before I even started racing. It, uh, 
It's yeah. just gone by so fast and to accomplish what we've done so far. I've been pretty lucky. I've got a son your age, born in uh, June of 1988, just a couple of uh, months younger than you. And, uh, yep. man, just to watch you, and then, of course, I kind of draw the comparison, and it's just amazing the career track that you're on right now, Josh. But uh, uh, just a big congratulations from all of us here. feel like we're part of this. I mean, certainly being employed by World Racing Group and, of course, uh, you know, working at Volusia Speedway Park, really a, a pleasure uh, to watch you get around that racetrack. You, you feel kind of, we feel kind of privileged. I know I do. Well, thanks. It's uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just lucky to get to you know to drive a car that I get to drive. You know, with my dad, you know, being being around racing since he's you know his whole life, and you know to drive that, and then to have all the help we have. You know, it's uh, it's definitely my pleasure to uh, to be able to do it. So it's uh, it's really awesome. When you were growing up, uh, you watched your dad as much as involved in racing as he is. The names he's had around him, the names he's had drive for him. Did you ever feel that you were going to get your chance that this was going to happen, that there was there would actually be a kid rocket? You would be, you know, in that late mall, or do you feel that maybe one time you felt that you may always just be a crew member or you may be a crew chief? You know, uh, you, you know, before before I started racing, you know, I always kind of had the desire to, to drive. I just, you know, I never really knew if I could do it or not. I just always wanted to do it, you know. And, uh, you know, my plans were, like when I was in middle school and stuff, to uh, be an engineer and uh, so I'm pretty good at math and stuff like that, and I always like designing stuff and building stuff. And, uh, you know, I was, I'm, that was my plan. I was going to go to college, you know, and and, and for four or five years and get, um, get an engineering degree. And But uh, and then, I, then uh, I started racing. Um, I was my sophomore year. I'm in my first race at the beginning of my sophomore year in high school. And uh, after I made my first few laps, I was, I was pretty much up ever since. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was looking at your website today, and uh, some races, some of the races that you've run or some races you are going to run, you're going to drive a car for Brett Hearn. We ran a race. He drove for me. Um, he drove for us. Actually, the very first night I won a race was at Lebanon Valley, New York. Okay. He, uh, he drove one of my cars. It was a trade-off deal, you know. He wanted to run a late model, and he's going to let me run his uh, modified whenever we got a chance. And uh, we we raced a few years, and we never really you know got a chance to. And finally, uh, you know, this year we, we called him up, and uh, we ran a race at uh, Virginia Motor Speedway back in I think April or May. And uh, you know, we uh, I got to drive it there, and it was it was a lot of fun, you know, to uh, be able to get into something you know something like that. It's just so much different. I, I, uh, I ask you that question. To see if you let the cat out the bag, because we heard the rumor that he is going full blown late model racing next year. You... <laughs> I don't know for sure. You know, we uh, I saw him at Charlotte. We uh, I saw him a couple times throughout the weekend, but I mean, I never really talked to him about anything like that. I just, you know, right. just said hi to him and stuff like that. But uh, I haven't heard anything. And then you know, to to I know you have a car. Or Tony Stewart has a car that you also drive. I believe it's car number twenty five or twenty six. Is that correct? I drive for well. We we keep a car for Tony in our stable. Okay. okay. It's, it's Tony Star, and then I drive for a guy out of Martinsburg, West Virginia, named Ernie Davis, okay. and uh, he he's always owned the team, and he's pretty much raced regionally around here. But you know, I uh, I just started driving for him. I ran one race last year, and then I ran twenty races this year. So. Okay. Josh, uh, we've seen this so many times, and and I'll use the prime example of uh, Tim McCready. You know, one of your uh, you know uh, drivers in the world of outlaws. You know, young guys like yourself, they want to push you on the career track. And your dad, 
certainly you know wants to get you going and, and you're enjoying so much success in the late model uh and the one thing that I, I know it's important for you as a young man to continue your motorsports career and to get to the pinnacle and the top levels you have to eventually leave dirt some say and, and go drive these development deals and, and drive on the asphalt are you guys talking about that yet yeah, we've uh, we've actually been working on um, this winter. We're going to work on try to get some pavement stuff lined up for next year. Maybe a few ARCA races or something like that to uh, get more experience and get more race experience in pavement. But uh, you know, the dirt is you know where I, where I grew up, and I'll you know I'll probably end up on you know end on dirt. But uh, it's just <laughs> I don't think I could leave it completely. It's uh, it's too addicting, I guess. And, and that's it, man. I mean, I, and I'm selfish. I want to keep you guys all to ourselves over here on the dirt world and. You know, I hate to see it when you go drive the camping world west, and then of course maybe a truck or something. But I understand. I mean, to to develop your career, you know, and to get to that pinnacle, you have to do it. But uh, at the same time, Josh, there's guys out there, and just look at them. I can name you know and name them all night long for the rest of the program that have made quite a lucrative com- career at late model racing, and I just hope you're going to be one of them guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this year. Rocket Chassis had a huge year. Thriller Miller won the North-South. Creedy won the Knoxville Nationals. Clanton, who can say more, Clanton won the World 100. He won a lot of stuff, and then you, you went in the World Finals. I must put a smile on your dad's face. I know you can't put words talk for your dad, but you know, you're around your dad a lot. You know. See what I'm saying? You, yeah, it's, uh, it's what he goes through. Well, to make a correction real quick. Darren Miller was in a victory circle car. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> that's cool though. He rocking though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but overall, you know, Rockets had a had a really awesome year. I mean, to, uh, you know, we worked on a lot of new things the last couple of years. You know, just on our program, and uh, we've kind of put it put it towards uh, new cars, and it's and it's worked out for all of our customers too. So, uh, you know, we're uh, we're always working on new things and trying to get you know the whole company better. And uh, you know, I mean. A lot of people think that you know my car is different from everybody else's or whatever, but uh, we just run we just standard cars and we just try to make them better and try to make them better for everybody. Okay, let me, let me rephrase myself. I'll take Thriller Miller, Darren Miller off. Let me add Tony. He don't Stewart. even have super let cap ranches anymore. Let me, That's great, Bill. Let, let me add uh, Tony Stewart who won the Prelude to the Dream. <laughs> there you go. How's that? How's you know that? that's a rocket. How's that? <laughs> yeah. How's that? Is that better? Hey, Josh, talking yeah. about race cars and 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 you know the different. Uh, uh, manufacturers certainly you guys are pulling from several different cars that you're bringing to racetracks and you got certain cars at the shop that are good here this one's good there can you when you get behind the wheel of that race car as a young driver can you certainly tell the difference in each car each have an individual personality can you say yeah i, I know this car i remember how it operates i remember how it handles can you actually tell the difference oh yeah you can definitely tell the difference um you know i mean our cars are you know, all of my cars now, I've actually finally got new stuff this year. I've had new stuff the last, my whole career. I've just got leftovers. But uh, we finally got, you know, we were able to get two new cars this year. And, you know, they both drove really similar. I think the biggest thing is, you know, the seat locations, the steering wheel locations, you know, the pedals. You just get, you get used to each car. I mean, I think I think that's a lot of, you know, what you feel on each car. But, you know, they still, they still both drive a little bit different. You know, but, I mean, for, for the most part, they're pretty similar. <clears throat> yep. I'm looking at his website. <laughs> I see you looking at his website. I was waiting on you to say something. Oh. No, no, I'm just looking at the shop right now, and that's why I asked the question. I mean, I'm looking at the shop here. You know, your dream stable. 
one, two, three, four, five, six race cars in here, man. I mean, this place is impressive. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, John. I say we were, uh, we were able to move in a new race shop uh, last winter at this time. And uh, compared to, we were in a little tiny, you know, 1,800 square feet uh, garage. We had six cars. We had to keep cars and trailers. And I load them all the time, you know, in the wintertime, work on them, load them back up. And uh, we, were, we were finally able to build a build a nice shop to work out of. And it's, it's been a huge help to our program. And uh, we keep everything nice and clean and organized. And it's definitely a huge help. You know, Jeff was, or Joe was talking about the beginning the as we brought you on. Yeah, we've kind of followed you along your career. One of the reasons why we followed you is because uh, Joe's a big Steve Francis fan. Yeah. And, uh, we used to follow the little rocket trailer that uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah, yeah, Ronnie was hauling around. And we Billy, used, I was thinking the same exact thing. Keep going. And we used to we used to spend a lot of time during Dirt Car Nationals with Ronnie when he was hauling the trailer and the stuff around, and he was one of the ones that kept telling us, "Watch this kid. This yep. kid's going to be good." You know, we, we went the nights that rained out, we stood there and ate barbecue. The nights that didn't rain out, we still went and got something to eat, and we would always talk about it. And, and that's kind of where the connection comes. I mean, I think uh, I think the rookie year, we both bought rookie T-shirts. We sure did. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, supported you. I know we bought, absolutely. We bought rookie die-cast and stuff yes, like that. Did. But, yeah. you know, that's where it comes from. It comes from being there at Dirt Car Nationals, watching you getting your start, you know, and saying, this kid's going somewhere, you know. So, but, you know, Joe talked about what you feel like you may do next year, what may happen. Is that something you want to do? Do you do you feel like you want to go next up cup racing or? Yeah, I mean, you know the way I look at it, you only get to live once. You know, I want to go as far as I possibly go, and you know that's that's as high as you can get. And you know, in stock car racing, you know, I just want to just try to you know to see how far I can go, and if, you know if I can do it or not. But uh, definitely for sure. I mean, you know, some of the racing is not as exciting or whatever, you know. But I mean, you can you can make a, a really good living at it, and. Uh, I mean, you, can always, you can always come back to dirt and have fun. Maybe, right. maybe you get going with show up at Daytona and throw some red clay in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Josh, some of your hobbies, of course, uh, uh, PlayStation, your favorite game. Uh, PlayStation. I actually haven't played PlayStation forever. <laughs> that's you're that's gotta, been on there for, the Xbox for five years, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, probably Rock Band's my favorite game. Nice. <laughs> nice. Favorite yeah. song? Yeah. What's that? Favorite song. Favorite song? Uh, I don't really, I don't really. Know. I like all kinds of music. Hey, do you guys bring that to the racetrack with the drums and guitars? No, no, we don't. We don't have quite room for that. But, uh, <laughs> you bring it, man, and I'll, I'll help you all out. Come <laughs> damn good drummer on that rock band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Josh Richards, man, always a pleasure to talk to you, and hopefully we can uh, uh, kind of contact you here in the future because I am certain that uh, you will definitely uh, give us more reasons to want to interview you. It's really been nice having you on Dirt World tonight. Thank you enough for your time. And uh, if we don't see you in December at PRI, I know you'll be busy down there. Uh, we will certainly see you in February at the Dirt Car National. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on here, and uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you sometime again. All right, man. Josh, thank, thank you, man. All right, thank you, guys. All right. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. This, this kid's grown up. We watched uh, we watched this kid start. 17 years old. Uh, we watched uh, Tim McCready start in the late Model yep. 2, and it, that's the best that's the best part of being at Volusia Sawyer Partner and their Carnassus. You watch these guys make their debuts. You watch them when they, they cut their teeth at it. You watch them, uh, you know, to, to watch Josh. We didn't watch it. We didn't get to see him get his first in his rookie year, but we knew he'd be good in this uh, in this situation with the, the experience he comes from behind. And, uh, He's turned out to be a really good one. No doubt about it. All right, still more to come here tonight with the World of Outlaws Late Models. The 2008 champion from Union, Kentucky is next. 
to Bluegrass Bandit on Dirt World. Final segment of uh, this night's edition of Dirt World. Welcome back, everybody, to Dirt World here on RealRacingUSA.com. Don't forget, email us at DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. And as promised here tonight, 2008, World of Outlaws Late Models National Champion. All he had to do Saturday night was begin the race, and he has wrapped it up. Ladies and gentlemen, from Union, Kentucky, the Bluegrass Bandit, driver of the Fusion Energy, number 29, Daryl Lanigan. Daryl, how are you, sir? Oh, not doing too bad. How are you all doing? We are fantastic. First of all, big congratulations from Florida. We're big fans down, and we certainly watch you in February uh, racing at Volusia Speedway Park. That track's been pretty darn good to you over the last couple of seasons. But, uh, man, just, uh, you know, we've monitored your progress all season long, checking in with Rick Eshelman. And, man, you you have certainly dropped some jaws in 2008, my man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, our, our car has been excellent this year. We had some excellent finishes. Uh, be able to finish in the top five, I think it was like 25 times on the Outlaw Points shows. I mean, that's just uh, unbelievable. I mean, just be able to do that, and uh, that's what I won you a championship. No doubt. It, and it certainly did. But, Daryl, you know, reading some of the uh, some of the blogs and just some of the stuff that's been out there since Saturday, you are uh, you're not surprised, but you've really surprised a lot of people. And, uh, you know, you, you quiet, you have done this quietly. You know, certainly your performance and, and your finishes and the ability behind that race car uh, or behind the wheel have, have really just shown through this season. But it uh, doesn't surprise you. Why are so many other people surprised that you're the 2008 champion? Well, we've really never been a points racer. Always just been out to uh, win each race as we go. And, um, like I said, never really been a points racer this year. Once we got into the points lead, uh, kind of went points racing, then. just uh, just capitalizing on all the race finishes, uh, not taking no extra chances, and um, just uh, just being able to finish in the top five. I mean, just 
I mean, like if you got a fifth place car and just where any other night you might take some extra chances, gamble a little bit on tires or something like that. We didn't do that. And once you get the points lead, you kind of put the same tires that everybody else got on and uh, not take no extra chances just to uh, just go in points race to be able to finish in the top five. You know, you, you talked about the top five just a second ago. A lot of people don't realize this, but we just talked to Josh Richards where he ran 80 races. The World of Outlaws schedule was 43. And for uh-huh. you to finish in the top five 25 times, you said it yourself, that's a pretty good feat, man. Yeah, we had like 15 straight top fives. That was like, I think the last was like four, maybe four top fives or maybe five in a row. And I think that was Francis did that. I mean, that's unheard of to go and do 15 straight in a row. That was like unbelievable. You know, I was looking at it on your website today, and I saw you, uh, Fusion was... Is that something new this year? Because, I mean, we didn't see that at the beginning of the year on the car, did we? No, we didn't. No, no. We picked up that there towards the end of the year there. They came on board, uh, wanted to do some TV shows with us, and uh, really helped uh, pick up our program. And I think picked up the Outlaws a little bit just to where they could, people can see that corporate sponsors are coming aboard some race cars, and uh, hopefully they come aboard some others. Right. Because uh, you are, in fact, uh, finished for 2008. Things. Uh, Obviously, I would assume our status quo for 2009 is going to re-up with the World of Outlaws, one of the contracted drivers. Yeah, we're going to be one of the contracted drivers next year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's what our goals are right now. I'm going to try to go back to the championship one more year. Uh, and Fusion's supposed to be back on next year, too, so that'll help us out. Is this, uh, you know, forgive me for not knowing this, but is, is this your first championship in any late model series, or...? Yeah, like I said, we've never went for the run point series, and uh, we've ran the Outlaws since they started now. Right. And, uh, yeah, we remember when they first started. Right, and got on board then, and like I said, uh, just been in like the top five, seven, or something like that in the championship standings. And uh, this year here, I mean, we had a chance here the one year there, and I mean, we and we was right up there with Francis and had a couple bad finishes then, and I mean, Francis was unbeatable then. I mean, he, he was doing a year that we had. I mean, he was finishing top fives, and uh like I said, once you finish in the top five, it's hard to beat a guy. And you got to be sick of those seventh place points finishes in 2005 and 2007, man. I mean, uh, you did what you had to do to overcome that. But, uh, you know, we've seen you win at Volusia. I mean, you could just go right on down the list, Daryl. Your accomplishments are absolutely incredible. And you've done this, you know, the, the right way, there's no doubt. Every time anybody sees you on a racetrack, certainly the spectators, but uh, I think most importantly are your fellow competitors. I know you've got you've got their respect out there. They've got yours, and uh, you are one of these guys that I'm certain that uh, the Bloomquist, the uh, uh, you know, just everybody out there that, that you know, they look forward to racing a guy like you. That's just coming from a, a spectator standpoint, right? I mean, I think I've earned their respect. I mean, we're we're one of the top teams out there, and I mean, one thing that does make me proud that we are we do it on our own. It's my team. I mean, it's my guys, and I mean, it's not. I mean, 99 percent of the teams now is car owners owning the team and people driving for them but this is my team my truck my my equipment that we race with and that kind of makes me proud absolutely we talked to the second place finisher of course josh richards just moments ago and uh, you know you're one of the guys that he definitely looks up to but you know we talked to him about perhaps some development deals where is he going to go and obviously young drivers like that starting in the world of outlaws or whatever you know their their goal is to end up cup racing Looking here at some of the information, you were a pole winner of an ARCA Remax race at Lowe's Motor Speedway. 
Uh, now, that was uh, one of your only asphalt adventures. Is that correct? Yeah, we ran a few asphalt races there. We ran second in Charlotte, I think, a couple times. Just second in Atlanta. And had some good cars and good finishes. Just um, It never really panned out like I wanted it to. And uh, that deal's pretty expensive to do it on your own. So we kind of went back to dirt racing, went back to grassroots, and um, just enjoyed doing it. I mean, you can make a decent living at it and uh, just really enjoy the dirt race. I mean, a little bit a little bit too old right now to kind of do look for anything else. Uh, I mean, Josh Richards got a heck of a future ahead of him. I mean, he's a, a heck of a shoe and got some talent there, so I'm sure he'll go places. Well, there's no doubt about it. You know, in, the, in 2005, the World of Outlaw, is that correct, 2004, 2004, I think their inaugural year. 2004. No, 2003 maybe. Uh, anyway, let me just say the inaugural Season. World of Outlaw race. We even say Right. I'm almost positive that the inaugural race you were on your list. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. We were. Yeah, we were memory, Billy. Underneath, oh, yeah. me, underneath the flag stand, okay, all, I, I all I can remember Eskimo saying is Lanigan's on his roof. <laughs> I was one of the first ones to you. Wow. Exactly. I that. As the original <laughs> World of Outlaw race, now 2008, you are to be We actually was. That, I can remember that race. We started the race, and... Uh, it was on the green flag lap, and they all got crossed up in front of us. And we actually stopped, and the guy behind me never did get, could get stopped and kind of pushed us up over the guy in front of us on the wall and just, just barely rolled over. I mean, it was a rollover, but it was just a barely. That was the first time ever on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to see an evolution. Thank I'm sorry know. I brought that up, but I was just sitting here thinking. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, that's wow. Man, oh, man. Daryl, you, you got a heck of a crew that you surrounded yourself with, and, uh, I mean, it certainly because of their efforts uh, that, that your accomplishments were made uh, uh, a reality, uh, you know, for a championship this season. Talk about those guys that helped you out on this thing. Oh, yeah, we, I got a heck of a crew right now. I got one guy, he does a maintenance man. He's an excellent maintenance man and um, does a great job there. And, I mean, I can't thank enough for Mark Richards. I mean, he's uh, he's really, we work, we work really close together this year. I helped his program out, and I think he's helped my program out. Uh, Jack Cornett, he stepped his program up with the motor stuff, and um, just can't thank them guys enough. Hoosier Tires doing an excellent job this year. Uh, PRC, they helped our program out this year. So just everybody in general, man. Everybody on the side of that car has helped out. Well, we were just talking to Josh, like he said, and what an unbelievable season Rockets had with all the big wins they've had and to top it off with the World of Outlaw Late Mall Championship. That's, uh, that's unbelievable, not only for you, but for them as well. What a season. Right, exactly. I mean, the Rocket has, I mean, they have a heck of a season this year. They have a lot of wins, and, I mean, they got the World Outlaws Championship, too, so, I mean, they've had a heck of a year. Daryl, uh, we check the email frequently here at DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. It gives our listeners an opportunity to perhaps ask drivers and guests questions and comments. And uh, one of our emailers has uh, emailed in a question, and uh, it says this might be a dumb question, but didn't he used to run sprints? That's Jimbo checking in out of Ocala. No, I actually haven't. I mean, the only thing we've ever ran is uh, dirt late model stuff and some of the ARCA stuff. Other than that, never never drove a sprint car. Very well. well we're glad of that because we're late model guys over here. <laughs> Big body. Daryl Lanigan, once again, congratulations uh, from all of us down here in Daytona Beach and Dirt World. Uh, really a pleasure to have you on. I know how important uh, your time is and uh, just uh, couldn't have a better 2008 champion. Uh, we've monitored your success all season and uh, Man, you know, to, to wrap this up Saturday night by starting that feature event, uh, just incredible. But uh, thank you so much for your time tonight. 
Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure, and any time I could be on there, I appreciate it. Very well. Carol Carol the year, and uh, we'll see you in February. And uh, enjoy the off season. Collect the big check, the big trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Smile, buddy. It's, it's good. All right, buddy. I appreciate right. it, and I'll be there in February. So I will see you then, buddy. Thank Carol you. Carolina, bluegrass bandit out of Union, Kentucky. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he did this, buddy. He, he did it quietly. Let me tell you. You know, every time you watch Daryl Lanigan on the racetrack, you know, like I said about the respect level, you know what to expect out of Daryl. The drivers know what to expect. But when he wins, it, it's a big win, and, and he did this thing with style, no doubt. Daryl Lanigan is an awesome race car driver. He's been around a long time, and I'll step here thinking that uh, the original Ward of Outlaw race, the original Ward of Outlaw late model race, he was on his lid on his Lanigan. Yep. I remember now that you now that you bring it up. Good Lord. Oh, there's all the drugs I've done, but I do not have that kind of memory. <laughs> I could almost take you through all 50 laps of that race. but yeah. Well, I guess you're pretty much right in the trenches there, literally. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know, man. I'm in the tower, warm, announcing, yeah. you know, drinking I'm coffee. I'm freezing and working. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking for fun stuff to say with Rick. I'm freezing and working, yeah. and you're sitting up there in the heat, enjoying yourself. Absolutely. It's just part of the gig. Hey, we want to thank Extreme Racing for checking in on the email tonight. Lenny Schmidt, of course, out of uh, Gainesville checking in with us. Jimbo, with that stupid question, but thank you, Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo. <laughs> no, he set it up by saying this might be a dumb question. Actually, Jimbo, it was a very intelligent question. Hey, he, hey, hey, he had me thinking for a minute. Did he? <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, certainly thanks to uh, Johnny Collins. We want to thank Keith Nosmich, uh, Kid Rocket, Josh Richards, and, of course, the Bluegrass Man of the 2008 World of Outlaws champion, Daryl Lanigan, and take, my good friend Dana Carter. I want to say congratulations to Donnie Schott. He also won uh, Saturday night, and uh, we've had him on the program earlier this Three year. Three-time consecutive, boom, 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 champion advance on the party. Hey, that might be happening, dude. This, this Jimmy Johnson could win this still three-time consecutive, and that's the same as uh, Kale Yarbrough. So, yeah, no know, doubt. You never hey, know what's going This Sunday, happen. everybody, uh, Mike Corcoran, of course, uh, four-cylinder driver at Volusia Speedway Park. The poker run for Mike, who continues to... Uh, progress and uh, uh, recover uh, quite nicely uh, in Halifax Medical Center. The poker run will begin on Sunday at 11 o'clock. Now, that's going to start in Holly Hill. What we want to do, get everybody affiliated with the racetrack that rides a motorcycle, anybody that wants to meet us out at Barberville, we're going to meet out there at about 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Uh, my son and I will be in it. I think Shelly's going to ride in it. Jeff Miracle, his wife, plan on attending. Got a buddy from Palatka with an old motorcycle coming up, so uh, hopefully everybody can meet us at the racetrack on Sunday at 10 o'clock and, uh, and just show That'd be awesome, Mike Corcoran. Yeah. We plan on wearing the uh, our orange shirts and everything. So. That's going to be awesome, man. Yep. Uh, Friday night, Ocala Speedway, uh, 1,000 to win, Hobby Stock, Tempty Gola, 1,000 to win. Um, Saturday night, East Bay, yeah. United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. The finale. Well National Late Model Series. But it'll be the finale for the United Dirt Late Mall Challengers with we were crowned a champion at East Bay Saturday night. It's going to be a big one. Billy the Kid, really a pleasure having you in my uh, studio tonight. Thank you very much. No problem. The pleasure is always mine. Very well, no Jack. No free commercial. That's right. Jack, thank you very much. Folks, we'll see you next Wednesday. And we're going to try to get smoke here on Dirt World. Dirt World!